guys, welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Amma Apia. In today's episode, I hang out with my friend and former fellow student body president, Hera Mustafa. We chat about growing pains, why it's so difficult to give ourselves breaks, and the ways we learn to get better about saying no. I know, very hard to say, guys, but it's got to be done. Love chatting with Hera because I felt like we were on the same wavelength because we just have very similar experiences and personalities, and it was just so great to talk to her. Hera is so eloquent, funny, and extremely, extremely fun to talk to. I hope you guys take a listen and immediately become a little bit easier on yourself. Take that damn break on your own terms, okay? Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I am going to take this time to go listen to Taylor Swift's new album because that is what everyone should be doing, and I'm extremely judging you right now. If you're not, please, if you have not, this is my little promo for her. That damn album is just wow, wow. That's all I've got to say. So with that, I'll let you guys have a very good week, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Do you have your camera on? Oh, there no. we go. Oh my God, you are so beautiful. What in the... Oh. Oh, that's so kind to you, thanks. I'm like taken aback. I'm, I've known how beautiful you are from your Instagram and stuff, but oh my gosh. like so Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. So nice to officially meet you. Um, Before we get started, I just want to make sure I say your name right. Could you just tell me how you say it? Yeah. So interesting because I've been thinking about whether I should say... Like in general, say like how I pronounce my name versus how other people. But you know, everyone else calls me Hira, but my name is Hira. But people can't tell the difference. So. Oh no! It, I I tell the difference when it comes to those things. I literally just posted an Instagram yesterday about like people's names and how important it is to like pronounce. Right. Them. Yeah, that's what I was reading, and so I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> I just started a new job, so I've been like, which which one do I say? Right. I know. Okay, that's the thing. So I I'm going to grad school in DC and I've had to like introduce myself to my classmates and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, how should I like I have been thinking a lot about like how I should say my name and like what it means and all that stuff because of those things. So it's so funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how do you go about it? So okay, so it's so people call you Hira, but you yes. can say it's Hira. 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 Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me let my cat out because he's already banging on the door and I'd rather him ah is it Harry <laughs> bye Harry your cat I'm screaming <laughs> I love he, you guys take the best selfies <laughs> oh he's so photogenic he no, is just he he's is. Else. every time I'm like I just gasp I'm like oh my god this cat anyway <laughs> <laughs> and how do you say your last name Mustafa Mustafa Sahara yeah. Mustafa. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try and remember it. I'm so like... But if not, everyone knows me as Hira. So if you say it that way, then people are probably like, she said her name wrong. So it, honestly, Hira Mustafa is what everyone calls me. So that <laughs> oh is... Oh my God. Oh. This way. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks. And today's guest is Hira Mustafa. Yes. Did I say it right, guys? I yeah. <laughs> Feel free to correct me. Seriously, right there and then. Like, yeah. I I'm so happy to do that. But um, thank you for coming on the show. Um, this is so exciting. I've always wanted to, first of all, just sit down and talk to you in general, um, regardless of the podcast, because um, I met Hera um, through Instagram, through my friend Cookie. I call her Cookie, but <laughs> everyone oh, yeah. calls her Cookie. Love her. Catherine, um, she was student body president at, I think, Michigan State University. Um, mm -hmm. And I met her at one, a conference a few years ago. 
And I noticed she posted like a picture with you or something, I think a few years back. Um, and first of all, I was taken aback by how pretty you were. So I was like, oh my God, who is this guy? So I, I, um, I went on your Instagram and I found that you were a student body president for University of Iowa. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. So, um, and I loved the content that you were, you know, putting out there and your message and everything. And so in general, I just wanted to reach out to you anyway and talk to you. Um, but I also wanted to have you on the podcast. So I think this is great. I'm so glad I officially get to meet you. Um, and how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Good. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation, especially since, um, quarantine, like, you know, know. It's, I feel like we have less meaningful discussions about things. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. To start it off, we'll do our usual segment with my guests, and that is talking about one thing you are proud of, of accomplishing for this past week and going into this week, what you want to improve upon. Do you have anything in mind? Yes. So I was thinking about this this morning um, because I think especially with everyone being at home, it's harder to have achievements that are just like more generally recognized and it's really just what you personally think um you know are challenges and so I just started a job a week before everything shut down in the United (gasps) States and everything went virtual um my training was virtual and everything and so and a lot of my the way I communicate is in person and like I'm a very like physical person and so I like to like hold touch people on the shoulder or whatever to like comfort them or just communicate and so with everything being technology I was really nervous about being able to bring my full value to the workplace um but I we just had our performance reviews and everything uh yesterday and so um I was saying that like my my instinct and like my communication everything comes across really well even on video so I was really excited about that because I for so long thought this is some disadvantage that I had but I think I was happy that my um what I do just was enough in the workplace uh over over video so that was cool and then something I want to improve on it's not I want to say time management but not really time management it's more so figuring out how much time to allocate to what because all there's no structure anymore so I have my like GRE book that I bought (laughs) and unless I put together a schedule that I have to enforce now I don't know oh my god Oh, that is, yeah. Okay, that's where I am still. And I feel like in terms of something to improve upon, I say that every week because (laughs) who knows? Like trying to put things together and be productive in a quarantine time is already hard, right? Like that's like 10 times harder than normal. But then if you think of normal circumstances, especially with, you know, in college, how busy we were, and we'll get into this later, you know, you have to, you're really forced to make a schedule and figure out what works. But in postgrad, it's like, you have all this free time. So what do you do? How much do you allocate? What takes precedence over something else, you know? Um, And it's something that changes every week for me. So I'm like, I I don't even know where to start. Every week, every Sunday, I feel like I'm starting over and it's like, okay, what are we doing this week? How do we feel about it? What worked? What didn't work? Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree with you with that. So that's something I'm going to improve upon this week, even though low key I say that every week. So, um, but <laughs> it's a fluid process. Yeah. It's, it's a whole process. It's okay. It's fine. I give myself credit. Um, something that I want to, or something that I was proud of for my, of myself this week was just being, well, okay. So number one, I've been posting, if you guys haven't noticed yet, 
I've been posting a lot more on Instagram, but um, with longer, meaningful captions. I usually don't post on Instagram that much anymore. At least in postgrad, I kind of stopped because um, I was doing it all the time as president and just in school. I feel like I had more stuff to share. Um, and in postgrad, I kind of realized how much I want to kind of shield myself almost and kind of not be so, not always put out everything that I'm doing and stuff. And so it, yeah. I changed my approach. And so for a year, I almost pretty much was not really sharing any of that at all. Um, and then recently, I just started sharing more because obviously with the Black Lives Matter movement and all the discussion that we're seeing on social media, I felt that it was important for me to share my thoughts and give that perspective, especially because I think my audience generally is majority you know, white because of how I grew up. I grew up, uh, I went to an all-girls Catholic school, you know, predominantly white institution. UConn is also predominantly white. So I I felt like I could give a lot more, you know, I I could do my part in providing more information to the audience who might not, who might not necessarily get that um, all the time. I want to be a light to other people and share my experiences so it would help them and it would help them understand kind of where all of this, you know, discussion is coming from. It's not just something that happened because of, you know, uh, one instance of police brutality. It's years and years of, you know, these situations. And so um, that's what I did this week. And it's just been crazy to see the reception and I feel so good and it it makes me motivated to continue to share my voice in that way in a new way that I, I, it's new territory. I've never done this before. I'm used to doing like the you know, short captions, like the silly ones that, you know, people maybe forget like <laughs> in two seconds. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because it's easier. It's easier to do. Yeah. Um, and it's less, you know, I guess maybe intrusive. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, um, so it's definitely been a big step for me and it seems silly, but I, I'm definitely very proud of myself right. for, you know, you know, putting that out there. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I completely relate to that. I started doing that after I graduated too. I was like, I can't keep up this like yeah this fake it feels like a very fake profile like this is like what other people i need to produce for other people versus like here's just how i am this week right exactly Mm -hmm. just being completely honest about what you're going through and you know what's happening and i think people in general are very more receptive to that you would think not because you think people's like young people's attention spans are like literally milliseconds long (laughs) you would Mm. think that people (laughs) people don't um think about those things but they do and it's definitely something that i'm learning and i'm really excited about exploring further so i want to give you the platform to share who you are talk about things you've been doing in school um, and things you've been doing since then and what you've been excited about what you're looking forward to accomplishing whatever anything you want to talk about yeah so yes i'm hera um and i am currently in western iowa where i've grown up um i went to University of Iowa and studied ethics and public policy there and a little bit of business but that's that's kind of a footnote (laughs) 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 and um yeah I've done improv comedy for seven years love laughing I I love that oh my god (laughs) yeah um understand the world through humor and and jokes and satire that's what I tell you anything i'm learning how to cook i know like three recipes and (laughs) yeah skincare and i'm always like online shopping for different products to see how they how they work in my whole regimen but 
Oh my God. So you must be busy, busy shopping during this quarantine time. Oh, my parents are so upset. There's a new box every, <laughs> every couple of days. I, I'm like so scared of what my parents would say. So I, just, I have not been purchasing anything. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll hold back. But the second I go to school, it's, it's a fair game. I know. Every time they buy it, I'm like, I have a job. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. That is my favorite thing now that like having a job, I'm just like, I'm just going to buy this and no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, it's like everyone's everything shut down. I'm not spending as much on restaurants. I'm right. not spending on gas. All of that. So you're justifying. I like it. Right. There's a reason for everything. <laughs> right. After graduating, I think so much of my focus my senior year and something that was giving me a lot of anxiety was like, what are these next steps? Um, you know, who who am I? What industry am I from? What what am I producing? And it wasn't productive for me to think that way because it just it created so much anxiety and that's not how the world works like you can be so set on like oh my next step is being a lawyer and then it feels like you check the box of like okay now I don't have to tell people what I'm doing the next three years yeah um I can just do that um and when you're not going down a traditional path or you're not sure which path you want to go down there's a lot of stress involved with that and so I think for a long time my that, that question just gave me so much anxiety but I think I took like a, a big life break after graduating and I learned a lot about the way I, you know, perceive productivity and what I celebrate, you know, as a success. And it was so much on how other people would quantify me and what I was doing for them and so little about how I felt and my personal growth. And so this past year, really, I've focused on like, what am I self like, what if I, if you take my career away or my job or school away, what am I? Like, right. what do I do? What yeah. do I, and, and in my, initially my gut was like, there's no point to me. Like what, if I'm not, if I'm not creating something or making money or contributing to something, like what, why am I here? Yeah. You know? And it was so destructive that, that way of thinking. And it, I was so just like mentally in a bad place after I graduated because it felt like, I had been contributing, 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 and like reached the, 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 you know, the peak of what I could be contributing my senior year. And that's where I thrived off. I was like, okay, here's where here I like people see me as a valuable person because I'm doing X, Y, Z and not, I'm a good friend or, um, I'm someone that likes to talk about authenticity in the workplace or Mm -hmm. someone that likes to make people laugh. You know, there's so much value in those things that I just, it just didn't matter to me when I graduated that now I see. And so um, you know, something I've really been working on, I, I, I researched um, uh, what it means to be authentic in the workplace for people from multicultural backgrounds. Mm. And it was something that I just had always wondered about it because it was something that I struggled with. And um, I had a friend, Anya, that is so authentic. And she's from Sudan. And she, you know, like you, when you're from a different culture, you keep like, the like the lingo and all that in that culture and people from that culture and then you have you know what you do in white spaces essentially and it's right, like this right. like here are the pretty parts of my culture I can share a little bit during a meeting yeah. and haha and then keep yeah. you know assimilating mm-hmm. and so but Anya is someone that she doesn't care who's in the room she's like no this is me and so she'll she'll speak exactly the same and 
um i don't say exactly the same but she spe- she brings so much more of her culture and she'll use the lingo and like i have picked up on her lingo and started using it but um and it was just so inspiring to me that it she didn't change like her her gut instinct based off of who she was talking to or who she was helping um and so for example in the pakistani community if you have a friend or family member who has someone close to them pass away you like with your community make food for them for the whole week and and go and sit with them um and so when i had white friends that had people pass away i was like well i don't know what like if you bring them flowers and um send them a card um but a lot of people don't necessarily want someone to be sitting in their house with them um you know they want time to grieve and so it's different Mm -hmm. and but with anya like when when I would have something happen to me, she would react just the same as if I was, you know, one of someone in her community. And so I started being like, okay, this, it almost felt unnatural to just be Pakistani here all the time, but it helped ground me and made me, it, it, it I don't know. I think people appreciate that so much more of like, right. yes, this is an, this is my way of taking care of you. And it's different than other people right. take care of you. And people remember that. And so yeah. I've been trying to, I've been wearing my cultural clothes at home and, um trying to bring in more of my lingo and the things and, and just doing a little bit of explaining and people are very willing to embrace and and go along with you so that is a big a conversation that I'm, i've been having and, and trying to work on bringing more of myself into every space i'm in that's interesting that you say that because that's always been something i've been battling just in general of you know what are i love how you said what are the parts that are pretty for me to convey to in these spaces because that's what you feel like people care about right or like that's like mm-hmm. that's easier to talk about and discuss but really being your 100 self it means that you have to talk about yeah the pretty things and the ugly things all of it to combine and yeah. what makes you you and um mm-hmm. how you communicate that into the world and i love that your friend has kind of motivated you to be just to talk about those things straight out and just to be your full self. And that's something that mm-hmm. I, I, my family is from Ghana. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't really talk about, it's like, it's like when I talk about my name, right? What that actually means, mm-hmm. the history behind it. I never, I never like what I spent the time to explain those things. Cause I thought maybe why does anyone care? Like it doesn't, you know, yeah. like this isn't something that, you know, people want to know about and it's not pretty enough. It doesn't fit in with their standards. So I yeah. not even to like, just kind of push it, push that to the side. Right. But that's not being your 100% self. Your 100% self inc- encompasses all of these different cultures and pe- um, things and experiences that make you, you. And I think, People need to be more accepting of that in general so that people can feel more comfortable in these spaces because people wonder always like, oh, well, how can I make be more diverse and inclusive? And they think they're very narrow-minded in, in what that really looks like, right? And it's because mm-hmm. they've never heard these stories or they, they've, they don't see these experiences on a personal level. You can read about them. You can maybe you know, look on the internet for them. But when you bring it down to a person and you see that, oh, wow, this person is Pakistani. This person is Ghanaian. These are the things that they've gone through. And these are the ways that they're contributing to our community. It brings it to a whole different perspective for them. And it teaches them a lot. And it makes them wanting to learn more about your culture and help you make feel more in, um, included in, and, and welcome. So I love that. Um, you feel more at home with yourself and in, in kind of reconciling those two those two things. Um, and you said that you realized this more 
right after graduation, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was wondering just in general, you know, what were your, your plans initially for post-grad? You know, cause you know, we, yeah. we, as you said, you don't really know who you are and you're like trying to figure those things out. But we, as I feel like for people like us, we were like president, we were doing all these things on campus. It's very, yeah. you have, you force yourself to have these plans, right? You have to know what's right. next. So what were your initial, your initial plans for post-grad? So there was a lot like both personally and professionally that was, you know, in the works and um, I was going to move across the country. I had a job lined up that I, it was just clearly not something that, you know, I would have been, I would have been successful doing it, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have grown doing it. Mm. Um, and, and just even like personally, like my relationships and, you know, a lot of it was taking me away from Iowa. Um, and it didn't quite feel right, but it was something I was like, I have to fill this gap. Right. right. And mm-hmm. when people ask the question, I can't say, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, and especially I think, and maybe this was just added pressure on that. I put my, on myself, but as student body president, it's like, okay, well, here is someone that has been very um, involved in her community has, mm-hmm. you know, is looked up to like, what is she going to do? Yep. And Mm-hmm. And then when you go from like doing all the things, it's like, okay, well, what's the payoff going to be? What's the big job? What's the big university? You know, right. like wh- what, what was it all for? Right. And when, and then it felt like I was like riding on this, going like up this hill. And then there was just a cliff at the end of it. And it was a free fall. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is not what I expected. I should have had my, like what, what grad school I want to go to, or if I want to go to grad school, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You know, there's these yeah. deadlines and expectations and it was horrifying. And, and yeah. while I was freaking out and being like, I don't want this job and, um, I, I'm going to say no to this job and I'm not going to move anymore. What am I doing? Like, yeah. You know? And, um, and I ended up and back to any culture, like you don't really go and live on your own. Um, no, you don't stay with your parents. You <laughs> stay with your parents till you're at least thirty, <laughs> right? And, and um, yeah. and and so, and my friends were like, "It's so nice of you, nice of your parents to let you stay with them." And I was like, "What do you mean? That's my house. Oh, that's <laughs> literally my house. I'm not going anywhere." If I told my parents right. I was leaving, it's like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that's my bedroom, still my bedroom. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So that was it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, but but yeah, and so I was home. I didn't have anything to do and I didn't really want to like I Mm. nothing felt right like I was thinking about like oh I should like go into politics and work on a campaign but it didn't feel right and I was also not in a good mental spot because I had just Mm. gotten up one of the busiest years of my life I had a lot of personal stuff going on that really our family was healing from something and I needed a break but in my eyes break was like oh I'm weak I couldn't yep. figure my stuff together. What are people going to think? Yep. And I was so worried about that. And people in our community are also so just, they care so much about everyone else's business. Yeah. And so I remember yeah. one of, um, this girl came up to me and was like, oh, so, you know, I heard that XYZ plans fall through. What are you going to do now? And it was just. I really this, hate that. Ugh. And it felt like, I was like, I don't need to be 
pity. Like, what is this? And, but it made me feel so much worse. And then it took so much time for me to learn to like spending time with family. Mm -hmm. If someone asks you, what, what have you been up to saying spending time with family or cooking or just existing Mm -hmm. is an answer. Yeah. It's not something you need to hide. Like, Oh yeah, I took, I I was so embarrassed of like, Oh, I need to take this. I'm taking this gap. Like, what am I going to, how am I going to explain it? No, when I went into interviews after a couple like months and they said, what, you know, what have you been doing? I'm like, Oh, I took time to, to spend time with my family. It was great. I needed that. And it was really, it was, it helped me recenter and ground myself and help me plan out my next steps instead of just jumping into something. Right. Um, and so you, I, you know, so much of this pressure we put on ourselves to like do something is just like, oh, because X, Y, Z person will be upset, but it's not their life, is it? No, no. Um, no. So it doesn't really matter at all. Um, no. And and if you own it, whatever I was doing, even if I took 10 years to sit mm-hmm. and I was comfortable with that and I was happy with that, yeah, more power to me, right? right. Um, and yeah. that's just it. That's the end of the sentence. You don't need to, there's no... There's no more that needs, you don't owe people more than that. No. And I think it's also how you communicate that as well. Like being confident in that. Yes. I took the time for myself. Yes. I'm very happy. And that's it. Like that is at the end of the day, that's my business. That's not your business. I also do want to say in general, I got so much of that. I have people literally texting me like, you know, oh, like, what are you doing? Like out of, first of all, like, I'm not, ta- I haven't talked to you in months. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you up to? And it's like, how, okay, well, I've just been. And that question is, what are you producing? It rarely, only the close friends are asking how you're doing. Right. Everyone else is, what are you contributing? Right. 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 And it, it's, it's like, why, why do, that's something else. Oh, I'm going all over the place now. Cause you're just speaking facts, but it, it's <laughs> something that you said, I remember distinctly. And the reason why we're having this conversation is because, um, Hera posted this Instagram, I think back in November and, um, just talking about this very thing about taking breaks. Um, and there was one line that really stood out to me that I, I it always plays back in my head. And it's exactly what you just said, where it's like, your life's meaning when 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 you were in your senior year of college and you're doing student body president you're doing all these incredible things you said that you know at the time it was like your life's meaning came from what you were producing for others it wasn't necessarily what were you doing for yourself how are you enjoying it how is this going to help you figure out your next steps it was always like I owe these people something or I'm supposed to be doing something for someone else. Um, and I loved that because it put into words exactly how I felt right after the fact. So then mm-hmm. when I wasn't doing something for someone else, when I wasn't getting the reception of, thank you, you did this for me. Oh, thank you. You did this. I can point to this tangible thing that you did for other people. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't doing anything. But then yeah. it's like, why, why is it that when we take time for ourselves and do things for ourselves, it, it feels like nothing. It feels yeah. like it's not anything meaningful. It's, it feels like almost, almost sometimes shameful in a way. Cause it's like, as you said, when you tell people, it's like, oh, well, I actually am spending time with my family or I'm actually getting to know myself better. And it's like, oh, really? Like, How do you put that on a resume? Right. Right. <laughs> what bullet point is that? <laughs> and the skill yeah. section, like, where do you, where do you? <laughs> self-actualization like what (laughs) right yeah self-awareness (laughs) self-care i learned how to clear my skin (laughs) yes you know so yeah 
it's like, why, why do we do that? Why does it, oh, I love, and I love that you said that you recognize very quickly that your life's meaning came from, it felt like your life's meaning came from what you're producing for others. And so when you realize that, you know, how, like, what were the first things you did in order to say, like, to combat that almost, to change that narrative and, and make it focus on yourself? Well, it took a lot of support from my friends, you know, and I think I remember there was something when I was student body president, there was so much on fire all the time. And I was so nervous about being remembered as someone that failed. Yep. And I, you know, and there was, I think there was a lot had to do with my identity as a woman of color um, that we just don't talk about. And if you talk about it, it's like, oh, you're just throwing that card out to people go easier on you. But really, I mean, if someone else had, if a straight white guy had been in my shoes, the amount of the, the pointed questions and the, the harsh, like, criticisms would not have been that way, um, you know? And it, like, I, I'm very proud of what I accomplished. And, and I remember someone told me I was panicked because there was something going on. And I was like, you know, like, everything's on fire. I'm, I'm failing at my job. And they said, here, yeah, like, people only see the shiny bells and whistles of what you do. They see you on the newspaper mm-hmm. or they see you on like, you know, on a panel and they think she has it all together mm-hmm. and people are not seeing all these fires that you put out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it was bo- both comforting, but also eye opening that like, okay, I can be under construction and mm. not ever, not everyone needs to know where I'm putting the light bulbs and how I'm organizing my kitchen. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, while it was comforting, it was also like people don't see people don't see any of of the the lows. Like everyone has them, um, and everyone does like goes through this at some point, and we just hide it. And right. so I think saying it on social media and like saying it out loud, and then I got just so many messages from people being like, "Hey, thank you. I'm also in the middle of this, and I don't know wow. what to say to people." and I can't, I didn't realize I could just say like, oh, I'm, I'm learning how to cook or I'm learning how to take care of my skin. And that's an answer. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think once I realized like, oh, all these things is okay. And it was uh, one of my mentors that was like, here, you're never going to get this time in your life back. You're never going mm-hmm. to, your career is only going to take more and more of your time. You're, it's going to be harder and harder to take breaks. Right. You just did so much. Why in your family and your friendships were neglected to some extent. Mm-hmm. So how are you now spending this time and using it wisely and mm-hmm. using it wisely didn't mean applying to jobs and applying to grad schools. It was, you know, when are you going to be at home with all of your siblings? Yeah. That time's going to go. And it, it just was like a wake up call, um, you know, of, yeah. When am I going to learn my mom's recipes? When am I going to be able to Same. help my little brother with college essays? When am I going to learn how to take care of my skin? Mm-hmm. Um, and people say they like some of my friend I was talking to my friend last night and he was like, You look so different your senior year in now. And I was like, I glowed up up yes! how to take care of myself. <laughs> like I spent time on that. Oh my I didn't god. Just come overnight. Girl, I let me tell you, oh my gosh, I agree. I looked at it was like the when everything crashed with the coronavirus and everything I came home. <laughs> and I had obviously a lot more time because I was I was working in, in my gap year. But um, mm-hmm. I came home, I finally had more time to like 
process everything, I guess, if that makes sense. And yeah. um, I was looking at pictures of myself from March of a year ago. Mm. And um, I was like, I look so much different. And if I think about like what was going on at the time and like my social media at the time, I was like, this is like a completely different person. How mm-hmm. does that even, you can tell the difference on your face, like how you feel inside really does reflect on the outside as much as you can like try and cover it up or like put out your highlight reel on social media. Right. It doesn't, you know, like you look at it. It takes a toll. Oh my God. That's so crazy that you could actually physically see the, I said, I thought I was crazy looking at those pictures too. And I was like, Oh my God, maybe I'm just like overthinking, but I I definitely can. Now I look at my photos. I was like, I went outside looking like this. (laughs) (laughs) What? played my damn self I played myself and it's horrible because it's like more people are looking at you then and it's like why did I do that (laughs) oh my god no I totally agree and it's like and and it shouldn't be an it shouldn't be a problem to take care of yourself and do that because I I think what's crazy to me is that People ask these things wanting that like tangible whatever they're looking for, right? But as your friend, if they're actually a friend of yours and they care about it, like they should be happy you're doing these things. What like instead of mm-hmm. looking for or being an instigator, like looking for those those other things, you would think that people, if they actually cared about you like they said they do, they would be happier when you express those things and they'd want to hear more about it too. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I I have. I'm so blessed with absolutely the most wonderful friends ever. Yeah, like, too. I'm looking at this. Let me show you this. So when I was <laughs> I was in a very bla- bad place, and um, right after I graduated, I was very upset. And mm-hmm. my friend, he was in Sweden okay. and didn't know he couldn't physically be there. And he was someone that had always, like, would run to my dorm in college when I was having a bad day and just, like, sit with me. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't. And he felt so frustrated. He was like, how do I support her? Like, how do we just get her through this? Hump and and, and move forward, and I was like, I don't need anybody. I'm fine. Like <laughs> I can get through it. I don't want to burden all these people. And he, because he didn't know how to like, he couldn't be here. He, he's never painted in his life. He painted this portrait of me as Wonder Woman. Oh my god! To me from Sweden. I mean, the I my brain would never do this. My brain would never be like, this is how I can support somebody. Yeah. I have this in my room and every time I look at it, I'm like, this is how far, I mean, people drove so so, like hours to come spend time with me. But like, this was just something that was just so, I mean, I laughed. I was like, it's, it's funny. Like what you, no one could ever deserve such incredible people in their life, but it takes, you have to lean on these people that that believe in you, that know that, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. What's yeah. worst case scenario, right. you know? And, and when you can't see that, they see that. And they're like, let's just, you know, let's just sit with it and move forward. And we know that it's, it's going to end up okay. And so, wow. you know, that's really what it takes, right? He said he never painted, he he never painted a day in his life. <laughs> he never painted in his life. And yet here we are. <laughs> Wait, guys, I wish you could see this. I might put this clip on Instagram. I actually really, I think this is incredible. Oh my God. What a Picasso. What a Picasso. Van Gogh. He is. Yeah. But I mean, the people <laughs> that love so you sweet. will just, and I posted on my New Year's post a couple like weeks after I posted the thing about breaks of like, yeah. I have realized the support system that I have built over the years. And right. sometimes you like, you don't need to, thankfully, like, I didn't need to use it that often in, mm-hmm. in, in like a more extreme way. But when I really fell, like, 
people came from all over the world, literally, to yeah. help pick me back up. And it just, I mean, nobody gets gets success on their own. And right. like, I can say like, oh, I like reached an understanding of myself, came to peace. But this was after hours of phone calls and my friends being like, Hira, we are not <laughs> going to say mean things about ourselves. We are going right. forward. Like, how are we going to, like, it is okay. Like, that's what it takes, right? Yeah. And you never, you know what? That's the thing. I think we always try and do these things on our own. And you can't. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Sometimes you really just, I was saying this in my last podcast episode, that sometimes you literally just need someone to look at you and be like, you are a bad bitch. How many times mm-hmm. do you have to say it? You know what I'm saying? You need someone to look at you and say, you can do this, like stop being so down on yourself. Stop talking to yourself in this way. What can we do to help you? Let's plan it out. I think even hearing that where it's like, they don't have an answer right now, but they're willing to help you get there. Right. Yeah. That means so much, so much. And it gives you a lot more confidence that you can do some of these things. Not that you should rely on other people to, you know, be motivated to do it, but it's nice to have it. Right. Yeah. Just to have that. One of my friends, Amber always asks when I'm like, raging about something she's like do you need me to affirm you or do you need me to check you and mm, and so like, and like the affirming of like I'm just pissed and I want to let it all out and I just want you to be angry with me and she's like all right let's do it like and then she's angry wow. and it, it's relieving and then when I'm like I think I need to be checked and she's like all right let's break down everything that you said everything that I have an issue with let's reground let's think more you know let's ground ourselves in reality mm-hmm. here's where I think you need to improve and work on and and re um like gain a different perspective and it's so helpful to just have that path because you just like when people come to you you're like all right what do you need right how can we like what direction are we going with it and it's I so helpful that. I love yeah. that in particular because I always feel like sometimes sometimes you can you just want to vent and it's like can you just yeah. please like I don't need I don't want any like lecture right now <laughs> I don't want to answer. I just I want to be mad. I want to be mad. And it's, you know what? I think I, I'm thinking back to my senior year and it's like, you don't really have time to be mad about things. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't because number one, you have people, you, people are looking at you for something, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to have it together all the time. Um, and for someone, for me, I did not have it together all the time. And it was, it was so hard to convey that. It's like, how can I live this double life of like, this is what people want me to be, but this is how I actually am. And obviously like those two things, as much as you want, you could try and make it exclusive. You are you and that infiltrates mm-hmm. all aspects of your life. So you need to make sure you are okay first. Um, and you have to be able to feel and like, let yourself do that. And for someone, I'm someone who's like, all right, like this, we can't do this right now. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. Later. We'll cry. We'll have an allocated time to cry and we'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like at 7.56 PM tonight, we'll cry. And then at yeah. 8 PM, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back on meetings. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, you don't yeah. want anyone to see you that way. You don't give yourself time yeah. to do that. And so how do you, and this is, this is always my question. Like how not you gap years are not for everyone. Like everyone is on their different mm-hmm. path. Right. But yeah. how can you launch into something else so quickly, whether it's this new job, whether it's grad school, whether it's met, whatever it is, how mm-hmm. can you do those things without taking the time to just sit and be at peace and say, let's figure out who I am first and what I, what kind of value I want to give out into the world. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think once you understand that piece of it, I think it helps you to do whatever you want to do after that 
so much better because then you have a clear direction, a clear sense of where you want to go and you hopefully won't waver from that. Um, And so when I didn't have time to really feel those things right in, in my senior mm-hmm. year senior year is like the most the even most important year right because you're trying to look mm-hmm. for jobs you're trying to do all of those yeah. things all at once springboard yeah right but when you don't give yourself the time to sit down and say like what what am i trying to get out of this why am i doing this in the first place right you lose that sense of you know pretty much like what you're doing you just lose sense of yourself and so it was really nice like in my in my when i was graduating that I took the time to say, you know what, I'm going to do these other things. I'm going to take, do these new things that I've always wanted to do. I'm also going to revisit yeah. things that I, I loved doing before that I didn't have time for. Um, and I have people who support me and will cheer me on to do those things and not make me feel like I am doing the wrong thing. Because I think we're always yeah. so concerned about doing the right thing, right? Because like, mm-hmm. that is the expectation that people put on us and that's the expectation right. we put on ourselves. Um, and so I also... I also did the same thing as you where I was like trying to figure out how to clear my face because my acne was disgusting at the end of the senior year because I was just stressed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Doing that and then, you know, working out and um, like taking care of my body and like just identifying the things that make me me. And it's something that I talked about in this episode called Building Identity Capital. And these are the I, I was reading this book and oh, I'm forgetting the title right now, but like I'll put it in the description in the podcast uh, description box. But um, there was this book that I read by this author called uh, Dr. Meg Jay and she talks about building identity capital and the mm-hmm. identity capital is like the building blocks of what makes you you and just making sure that you're being intentional about everything you're doing um, mm-hmm. so that you can give more out into the world. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you are being productive by applying to jobs or like doing all that as you mentioned it's like figuring yeah. out what makes you the happiest right and then using that to f- determine what you want to do like what are things that make you happy can this be found in a job can i create this mm-hmm. for myself um and so i realized how important it was for me to do things like working out and for like you know taking care of myself in terms of clearing my skin or like spending time mm-hmm. with my family you mentioned um learning your mom's recipes as someone i can't believe you said that because i totally agree that's something that i've been focusing on because as a Ghanaian american woman i've never even had the time to sit down and and even do that and spend time with my mom in that way and that's culture that's culture that you want to um you know continue talking about down the line when it pass it down to your kids right yeah and that is a that's value that's a something you take value in and when I didn't even have the time to think about that, like how do you, you know, how do you realize that like that's something you want to pass down to your kids or like that's something you want to keep forever? You know what I'm saying? And you can lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a set amount of like the opportunities that are here today could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And so if you have yeah. the time, you know, and if you don't try and make some, but it, yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. I just think I think. I also think in a way we make excuses for ourselves because we always say we're busy. Like, but what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> You're busy yeah. with what? Right. I think everyone, everyone has the same amount of time generally. Right. So mm-hmm. are you being intentional with that time? What are you doing? And I think without taking the break or taking the time after um, school to say, you know what, I don't care what anyone else thinks. This is what I'm going to do. I wouldn't know what that time frame looks like, what those 24 hours looks like, yeah. you know? And also, like, the, I, you know, saying, like, you're too busy for something, I just don't, 
you can say, I think we need to reframe that of like, it's not a priority. Because mm-hmm. I think it all, it checks you of like, oh, if your friends need something from you and you're like, I'm so sorry, I'm just too busy. Like, no, this is not a priority. You're not making a priority. You know, there's right. some, to some extent, yeah, like, yes, I have meetings all day. I will call you tonight. But right, right. You don't carve out those moments. Like, and I've seen so many, I've met a lot of people more recently that I think are, if you look at them from a resume standpoint, they're at the top of their game. They are, mm-hmm. you know, nationally, nationally recognized for their work. But they're not, they're troubled people. They are people mm. that don't know how to love people. They are people that don't know how to take care of someone when they're ill. They, mm. and, and it's so dangerous to not know, know those things. And, you know, you see people, you, because I used to value people that are just like top of your game, like yeah. always hustling, all of that. And um, after spending time with some of those people, you realize like, if this if it came a day that I needed something or it was a career move, it's the career move um, right. every time, and mm. and that's not a healthy thing to no. do. And no. so I like I so I realized especially in my break of like I need to recenter because if I'm someone that just does this and when I retire, what am I going to do? And I'm going to look mm. back and think I neglected my family, I didn't take care of them, I didn't learn how to love people, I didn't take care of the people that were around me. And what's the what kind of life is that? To me, right. that is not a life of value. No. Um, so, yeah. yeah There's just, just a lot of nuance in it. Yeah, just like finding that balance. And it's, I love how you were able to pick up on that like over time and say, wow, like this is, and sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes I feel like people come into our lives to show us that and just say yeah. like, this isn't like as much as, you know, this is great and all, you know, but this is not, this might not be something you want. And I think it's very mm-hmm. important to realize that early on before, yeah. you know, instead of, that's why as much as like everyone says, 2020 is a mess and being in your 20, being in 20 <laughs> something year old is crazy all the time. And it's, it's lonely, it's confusing, but I look at it as I'm learning those, the things that you're just talking about, right? What really matters to me? What do I want to prioritize? What makes me the happiest? What do I want? How do I want to give value into the world? And so as Mm -hmm. much as like those things are hard where, yeah, this past year was not easy at all. Like how, how can it be easy? Right. Cause you're starting from scratch, especially for people like us, we were leaders on campus. How do you start? Because, you know, I, I mentioned this, uh, I always refer back to my old episodes, but I just, it's popping mm-hmm. up into my head, but it's like, you don't have the discre- distraction of school, right? That's not, mm-hmm. that's not your late, you can't hide behind this title anymore. Now it's you. Yeah. So yeah. what does that mean? What does that mean? And um, if you don't have people, I feel like in your, who come into your life to show you and p- pinpoint these things out, whether it's directly or indirectly mm-hmm. in the way that you were mentioning with, you know, people prioritizing career and all that versus family, it, you just kind of like wander and you're like kind of always on the edge. You're never really stable or like ready or confident in pursuing those next steps. And you always feel like anxious almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just, because you're feeling your lack of identity with something. And so as soon as your, your big shiny thing gets taken away, you have no identity mm-hmm. and that's a horrifying place to be. Yeah. You can't answer the question of who are you? Yeah. And so now, and especially in interviews, like they ask, like, tell me about yeah. yourself. And now I answer that question a lot differently than I used to I'm like, Oh, well, here, this, here's a rundown of my resume. And I'm like, Oh, 
I'm someone that really likes makeup and I love cooking with my little brother and trying new recipes and all, you know, there's, it's just different. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. I love it's that. Just, it's, it's important. And, and how you, and if you ask that question and you don't have hobbies or something and it's all just things that can change overnight, your career, there's no yeah. guarantee with career that can switch overnight. There's no guarantee with financial success that could switch overnight. Yeah. What are the things that can't be taken away from you? Those are, that's what builds a person, right? Mm -hmm. And you, yeah. like my ability to love and care never be taken away from me. Yeah. Um, and so what you build, you build that on that foundation that is in, in like impermeable, right? And yeah. you can add the bells and whistles. Yes. And, you know, but your foundation is what doesn't move and what cheers you want and, and, and is the, the soil with which you build everything else up from. Exactly. Exactly. That makes me wonder. So, you know, you seem like you're very, you have this, I think, I mean, I don't know you personally. I just know you from what I've seen, which I think gives me an interesting yeah. perspective, but mm -hmm. it just seems like you feel very confident and comfortable now, right? It seems, mm -hmm. whereas yeah. I might have not been the case before. Do you oh, not have been way? here a year ago. <laughs> not at all. No, I, I'm I like, can yeah, well, I'm trying to figure it out and I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. I would just, I would have just talked about my past. That's all I would have talked about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was just thinking about this, this exact thing the other day where it's like, you don't, you're so scared of the future because it's like, you know, like, what are you doing? So you always just fixate mm -hmm. on the past and you just talk about yeah. that. Yeah which can bring you down so much and not like, like yeah. it, it limits you. It limits you. But I could tell that even the way you're talking about this, you're very passionate and you feel confident with the hitter now. And I wanted to know what were some of the really hard choices that you had to make to make sure that you were doing this in your way, if that makes sense. Because when you do, th I feel like when you do things, in order to do things your way, you have to feel some sort of confidence, but you also have to make some really tough choices. What were some of the tough choices that you, you had to make in order to get to this place right now? Um, no, I think, I think a lot of the, I think when I have control in a decision, it doesn't feel as tough. I think when things happen, that are out of my control. Um, that's what make things tough for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very, I like to, yeah, I like to have a lot of control of my life and, um, and predictability like, okay, here's what's going to happen next. But, um, I think deciding, especially after going through that period of my life, um, deciding who I was going to keep in my life yeah. was one of the, the biggest things because I was someone that I hate conflict. I, I don't, you know, mm. I have really good people in my life, but if there's someone that I'm just keeping around because I feel the sense of obligation to, it's, it's only hurting both of us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I doubled down on that and I, and like unfollowed a bunch of people after I graduated and was like, yeah, this is not Me productive. This, this brings negative emotion or negative reaction. It's not healthy. And, and why would you want someone following you that doesn't wish for love and success for you you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I don't I don't need to be in those people in those people's lives as much as they don't need to be in mine mm -hmm. um and so though like that was a big thing and um learning to communicate my what I need with my family I think especially in Pakistani yeah. culture it's like what do your parents want they have the say all of that I've always been yeah. kind of a rebellious kid 
um god bless my parents <laughs> but um you know yeah. being able to say like mom i hear you i disagree with you right and i love you you know yeah. um yeah and so those are those hard conversations and you get nervous about those but i think the more i've been able to communicate um the better it's been and i think the, oh my friend amber has taught me a lot about communication and and uh, I realized how much I've changed over the past year because, you know, when people ask you to hang out and you don't want right. to yeah. or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, um, I don't really want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always was the one person I would always find an excuse or I would just right. suck it up and do it. Um, and Amber is someone that if she doesn't she doesn't feel like it that day. She's like, oh, actually, I'm having an off day. Or like, I really just don't. I, like, I, I need space to my, for myself this week or this month or whatever, you know. Wow. And, if people respond to that with like, oh, you're not putting in time or whatever, maybe they, they don't they don't need to be in your group, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and if you can't be honest with people, why are they there? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have like, you're, wow. you have a role in different plays in people's lives, like I didn't sign up for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been just more honest. And some people have taken the wrong way of like, okay, like then you don't want to hang out. And I'm like, okay, if you would like to take it this way, that is what it is. But all of the, all of my close friends that love and care about me, anytime I've been like, I'm not feeling it, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do this activity. It's just getting comfortable saying no. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And that's just it. That's, you don't have to explain yourself all the time. And uh, right. that's, it's a choice to make, to, to communicate that way, instead of trying to make everything just peaceful and non-conflicting all happy. the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm always yeah. someone who loves to avoid conflict. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't, you know, and it's funny because I'm listening to what you're saying and um, I was a communication biology double major and for someone mm -hmm. who studied communication, I realized how much I was not <laughs> communicating how I yeah. feel at all, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, because you don't want to say no. And it's also, I think also with the roles we have too, it's like you want to do everything for people you you put your heart and soul into everything you do and you don't want to let people down you don't want to disappoint them but if you can't advocate for yourself or if you can't you know be honest w about how you're feeling how do you expect people to also kind of be able to support you in that way too like you have to teach people how to support you you need to show yeah. them what what works for you and you can't do that unless you really know in yourself like how you feel about certain things and you have to be able to be confident mm -hmm. and say no like this isn't going to work for me and it listen i'm still i'm still trying to learn to do that because i i also realize the same thing too where it's like i'm really looking at how people respond when i say these things because i think that's so that's obviously like the number one thing and that's how you kind of you determine okay unfollow <laughs> you, you determine, yeah like, ah, cut cut you gotta go <laughs> do they want me or what i'm producing for them right exactly yeah. that's always yeah. always the big question oh oh my gosh i i love you i are like literally <laughs> I know this is such a fun conversation. I feel so energized. <laughs> I, no, because I feel like someone gets me. So I yes. Yeah. Um, one of the last things I wanted to um, ask you was, you know, what is what are some of the best results that have come out of this new lifestyle mindset change? Like, what are some of the things that you're proudest of? Um, I think there comes a sense of peace when you're not always anxious about things like especially and what a skill to learn right before a global pandemic right mm -hmm. um to be okay with things changing and your plans not going your way like i was talking to my friend z um and 
he was like, oh, I need to talk about something I'm proud of. And he was like, here, you've taken your, um, the fact that you have to move out of your apartment a week after, like for, after you've lived there for a week, very well, surprisingly well. And, um, and I think I would have been so angry about it a year ago. And I'm like, of course I'm upset a little bit, but I'm like, the world's going through it. Like, what do I, what do I get? You know, with every closed door, there's a different thing that's going on. And I'm home spending time with my family and my Mm. cat. Harry and I, Harry! Um, like <laughs> being able to cuddle with your cat during work breaks, like, wh- I mean, what can I complain about? No. But yeah, there's this <laughs> sense of peace there. I think there's this, when you, when you really open yourself up, when you understand yourself and, and love yourself, um, you not only like attract people that are similar and that will really love you for who you are and not just the pretty parts, mm-hmm. um, which leads to more meaningful relationships. Um, but then also like you're, a lot quicker to figure out if an opportunity or a person or whatever it is is going to be uh, a, add add something to your life, or if they mm-hmm. are going to neutralize it or bring a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and for someone that is always like yes, 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 um, now I I like the way I approach relationships. Like you're talking about how um, you know, like people knowing what you you need from other people. Um, is important in relationships and I start most of my relationships out of like oh what are your love languages and um, me too how do you and I'm like how do you when you're upset when you're angry what do you need and I have those conversations proactively so that once you hit it you're not stuck saying is there anything I can do you know exactly how to help Um, and you know and those people know exactly what you need too um, and being able to communicate that and it's just this I remember I went to this lecture um, from Megan Rapino. She's so she's very badass. Um, and she said um, she left. She she's in her she's in her thirties and was saying like everything. Is she in her thirties? I think she is. Um, I'm very bad at remembering ages. But she she said every crisis that anyone in their twenties is having is not a crisis. You know, and yeah. I and she and I just laughed because at the time I was like, I'm going through a crisis, and I was like, You're, No, it's not. Like no. there are growing pains, and I, mm-hmm. um, and you mm-hmm. realize like when bad things happen, so quote unquote bad things happen. Like there's going to be some group of bad things that happen. Just be thankful it's this and not something else worse, right? right. And and you you're gonna learn somehow, and um, and keep moving forward. It's just just like sense of peace your relationships are more meaningful and you're also able to love people better you don't mm-hmm. hide things you don't let things bottle up and lash out when you're you know, you know they, they bottle up and you are just very you're meaningful with everything you don't have to you don't have to bite your tongue with your identity right you, that you take it as you you take it yourself and your friends take it as it comes so mm-hmm. I find that yeah. it gives you living out that way just gives you so much more energy and excitement to mm-hmm. pursue anything really and truly you have you feel like you have the ability to do that because you are 100% yourself. Um, yeah. So I totally totally agree with you on that. I'm so happy that you took the time this past year to do that for yourself and that you followed your gut too because that's not that's very hard to do considering that you know the world is really crazy right now and even a year ago maybe it wasn't as crazy but with the amount of pressures that we feel we put on ourselves and for us maybe in general you want to do the right thing quote unquote but it's like what does that even mean the fact that you you stuck to your gut and said you know what this job i can't do it i don't really want to 
uh, go across the country right now. I need to do this. I don't know how it's going to work out, but we're just going to, we're going to find out and, yeah. um, and just do that. And that takes a lot. And I really respect you for doing that. Um, and it looks like you're doing great. I'm telling you, like you are doing the damn thing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Yeah. So. It's, it's amazing how the world changes when you are not willing to compromise yourself. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, did everyone hear that? Please, because let me just amplify that again. Seriously, because we always. I mean, I'm someone who's always like that. I'm like, ah, well, okay, if this is not working for them, I'll like take a step back and you know, no, yeah. you gotta do what works for you, and that's not being selfish. I mean, maybe it is being yeah. selfish, but if people, other people don't understand that, then don't know what to tell you fam <laughs> there's more people in the world there, there are so many more people in the world yeah but thank you so so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it i hope you had fun i had so much fun yes, thank you for having me <laughs> no anything i love this you I, are so welcome yes. to come back i'm literally i'm we're gonna i'm gonna bring you on again so um yeah i'll, see, I'll keep making meaningful instagram posts until something yeah. clicks so like, yes let's talk about this <laughs> yes all right i'm noted writing it down in my notebook <laughs> oh well, thank you so much and i'll talk to you soon bye yes. wonderful have a good rest of your day